Hello all, Tara here, aka the Gentle Sleep Specialist, creator of the Baby Sleep Program and the Toddler Sleep Program. We work with clients around the globe, one-on-one or through our online programs. I've been restoring sleep back to families for over six years now. I'm a pediatric nurse and have worked with babies and children for around 15 years. This podcast is going to be your perfect mix of information, but also some awesome DMs with some incredible guests with lots of laughter and tears along the way. My mission is to bring the joy back to parenthoods. Come along for the ride. Hi guys, Tari here from the Gentle Sleep Specialist. I am thrilled today to have Jana with me. Jana is an intuitive life coach. She's a wonder woman. Honestly, I've worked with her privately. I have worked with her with clients and she literally spends her days transforming lives in a really unconventional way, I guess you could say, but with so much knowledge and so much research and just an absolute knowing in her field. So Jana works with family. She works with moms, with parents, with couples, the whole lot. Um, and she's really phenomenal at what she does. So hi, Jana. Hey, hon. How are you going? Thank you so much for having me here today. My pleasure. So today we weren't going to set out questions because I feel like it's impossible to ask you questions, which sounds ridiculous, but we're better off just letting it all flow. So Jana came in this today and she was like, what questions are you asking me? And I was like, I don't know. Let's just let it flow. But (laughs) we really wanted to obviously touch on the space of mothering and parenting and that side of things, right? Yeah. So I wanted to chat with you first just about the fact that I feel, especially these days, there's such a shift in terms of there's some understanding of conscious parenting, Mm -hmm. right? But there's also very much we're still stuck in old patterns of, you know, martyrdom, being motherhood and guilt and shame and anger Mm -hmm. and being triggered and those sorts of things. So I wanted to chat first about your sort of, I guess, understanding or your beliefs around conscious mothering what that means to you and how that looks like. Okay, awesome. So the place I would start with like conscious mothering is actually understanding like that we have a conscious mind and we have a subconscious mind. So it's really important like when we actually, when we get our babies put in our arms, we actually go into something called script, which means that we subconsciously go into this place and trying to access a point within where we know what motherhood feels like. So it's like when we get our babies, we go into reaching all the way back and going into this place of, yeah, like what it was like when our mums held us for the first time. So it's called script and it's called subconscious. Yeah, sub going into the subconscious. Yeah, so it's like how do you know how to be a mum? That's the first question. It's like where does that come from? Like where is that intrinsic nature of what mother looks like? And are you feeling like you're choosing it consciously? Like, do you feel like you're in control of your choices of like, why it is that you buy those nappies? Why is it, did you breastfeed? Did you bottle feed? Like, it's like, we kind of think that we're being conscious about it, but often it's the script and the subconscious stuff that's coming through. Even when it does come down to stuff like, um, yeah, like, you know, do you feed on demand? Do you feed, you know, what did you, do you get sleep sorted? Do you not? Yeah, exactly. Do you get let your child sleep in bed with you or do you put your baby in a bassinet in their rooms, their own room straight away? Like it's like where does that come from? Like what is it? Who are the people around you also that are influencing and having influence of how it is that you're doing what you're doing? So 
so much stuff happens. In, so I think they say it's like 95% is in our subconscious mind and we get five to seven pings of consciousness. So everything that's happening right now, we're only able to access seven points of consciousness in this very moment. Everything else goes into our subconscious. So that's the importance of like, well, how do you want to feel as a mum? Like who do you want to be? How do you want your child to feel? Right. You know, so if we look into conscious parenting or being a conscious, more conscious mm-hmm. mother, mm-hmm. how does that look? What, how do you do that? And what is the benefits of doing that rather than letting the script play out? So yeah. as you mentioned, only seven points of consciousness. The rest is subconscious. Yeah. So, although we might feel like we're in control to some degree, we're not. So how do we shift into that? And what is the importance of conscious mothering to some degree? Yeah, so I guess the first part is, Getting a really clear understanding of how you want to be a mother. Why are those things important? Like, is it important for your child to sleep? Is it important? Like, what kind of relationship do you want to have? Like, you've got to understand where that's coming from in the beginning because intention is everything. To have be conscious, we have to have really clear intentions of how we want it. Mm. You know, how we have an idea of what, how we want it to be, but also why we want it to be like that. And then And I guess that plays out in relationships too. So, I mean, I just see relationship after relationship just, you know, falling to pieces in these early years, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's no conscious points around how that's going to look when you have a young baby and how your relationship will survive that time and, you know, that sort of thing as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's like the consciousness is like, well, how much support am I going to need? How do I feel about asking for support? Am I someone before you've had a baby, you might have been the person that can do it all on their own. And you didn't need support. You didn't know how to ask for support. But all of a sudden when you're mothering, you're very vulnerable. You're in this new place of vulnerability and it can feel really, if your conscious mind doesn't allow you to go into asking for support, you can shut yourself away, shut yourself in your home just and keep saying, I should be able to do this all on my own. I could could do all my work at such high levels. I was so phenomenal at work at high levels I was an achiever why is it that this thing that's the most important thing that I'm ever doing in my life why can't I do it all on my own or just simply I should know right this is one of the most common things I hear women say when they reach out to me is that like I just should I feel like I should know what to do it's my baby you know yeah and and when I when people say like I feel like I should know what to do and it's like according to who Mm. who is it that's telling who do you think that you should know because often if we can break it down to the actual people who we think should know like so for an example I might have been like oh I should know this because I had you know a young brother so I should know that Mm. I should be able to do this or even in the house I should be able to do all the housework I shouldn't have to get a cleaner Mm. you know thinking that my husband thinks that I he thinks that I should know it all or I should be able to do it all yeah. But that's just an assumption and that's that assumption. And so then in there I had to get really good at communicating to Shane about my needs and he actually didn't give two shits if I got a cleaner. Yes. It was all this big story that I was making up yeah. trying to make it. Because you think just because you're a mother now you should know. So even if we weren't looking to something external, I'm sure there is some subconscious in there, mm. but it's also just that label that comes along with being a mum. It's like you should just know. Yeah, because baby comes from you. So it's an Mm. intrinsic thing. And I think it's that thing, it's kind of that universal script, not just script through our family. It's like universally that you will, and I don't know how many mums I've spoken to who think that they should have this beautiful connection with their baby when it gets placed in their arms and they were going to get all these feelings and 
it's yeah. not like that or just know what to do yeah or totally. know what to do it's not like it's not like yeah. that that's yeah. not actual reality so and I think reality is an important part of that conscious yes. mind stuff being yeah. in reality and reality is a really hard thing to grasp sometimes when you're really freaking tired yeah totally so when you're going through tiredness of an exhaustion um and fatigue of the levels that you do with your firstborn especially um well in my understanding of it for myself yeah it's really hard to grasp reality it's really easy for the um, unconscious subconscious stories to really like really play loudly mm. and it make life seem really different to the actual reality of yeah. it and I think that's where issues and trouble comes in with relationship with husbands because what they're seeing as reality through them getting enough hours sleep and actually getting out of the house and yes. going to work their reality is very very different or even that reality and understanding of what their wife or partner is actually doing at home with baby yes really so yes yeah, so and feeling Yes. Yeah, so the reality scope on it and that's why the conscious parenting and I wouldn't just say conscious parenting, I would probably loop it back to more conscious connection to identity of mother. Yeah. It's not actually about the baby, it's about your connection to your identity of you as a woman and how that moves into motherhood. Right. Because so explain still- that a little bit more. And I guess also if we're looking at subconscious if we think about when we step into mother role, it doesn't mean all of our self-doubts have been removed. It just means they shift into mother role too. So then we feel like we should do it because we don't want to feel incompetent or, you know, we don't want to feel helpless or, you know, whatever it is that we have, have these fears around ourselves, mm. you know, they might be playing out then again as a mother, right? But explain more about that side of things. So I think it's important, yes, your mother, like when you have your baby, yes, you're a mother and that's like amazing but you've got to remember you're not just shifted often you've not just shifted into motherhood you've also shifted out of a role of a job or a profession that was really meeting your needs so if you were doing something often it's not always the case but some women really love their jobs and well, just was, even like daily things like yeah. playing basketball or you yeah. know exercising you know with a group of people these daily rituals and and touch points exactly that were meeting your needs so we were getting our needs met at high levels because we created this life and so you know love growth contribution connection significance variety Certainty. certainty and control all of those needs we have to get them met but then when we have a baby, we have this kind of unconscious thing that the baby is going to meet all our needs because we've wanted to be mother for so long and it's going to be right. amazing and all of this. So it's like that unexplained expectation as well. But then when we have the child, it is like we can't put all of our, what's the, like is it eggs in one bucket? What's yes. the saying? Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. No. So it's important. Your mother, yes, you have a baby and you become that child's mother, but at the core, I'm still Jana. Yes. Like I'm mother, but I'm separate to my baby. Yes. Like, and it's an important thing. I think I would never think about it that way either, like myself. And I feel like that's obviously why since Brendan and I have separated, I fell in a heap with you, right? Because there was nothing of me. Like I did not recognize or know myself. Like if somebody said to me, what do you do for fun? It's like, oh, I go out with my mum friends with our kids, yeah. you know, and I, but I have them there and that's when I'm happy and that's when I'm this and that. There was literally nothing left of just woman, yeah. Tara. Of your identity Zero. of her. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But I thought that that was, a, and, you know, okay, until it starts, you know, somebody removes that or you've got to adjust or that your kids grow up and just having that expectation from them, right, we've done deep work in this, yeah. how much pressure that puts on a child. On a child, absolutely. When a child 
sole purpose of life is to fill your needs and you're not filling those needs outside of your role as mother, mm. it's completely out of balance. Yeah. And that brings us into priorities, I think. So it's yes. really important. I constantly, so the first thing I love to talk about with my clients, especially women and especially mother, is priority. It is how do you unselfishly and not with guilt put yourself first? So mm. It is the most important thing you can do because you cannot pull from an empty cup. We know this, you know, but it's like in the world of martyrdom and, you know, I've worked with so many mums and even myself when I first heard this, I was like, that's so selfish. Like how could you put yourself? I still struggle to get myself around that day like all the time. How can you put yourself above, you know, your children and then how could you, oh, my God, God forbid, put your husband like so for yes. me in my home and the way that I've learned and the way that it flows in our life and all the women I work with, it's myself first, then my husband, then my kids, then my work, and then my parents, my family, my yes. friends, everything extended from there. I have not seen it work any other way for me. And when I see women in flow and when yes. I see their relationships flourishing and I see there's nothing more beautiful than a woman who's meeting her needs without projecting onto the rest of the world of how they should be making a woman feel, you know, because they're not meeting, you know. Their own needs. Their own needs, yeah. So you push your projection of like you made me feel like this. It's like when you're meeting your needs first, you have so much less expectation of what everyone around you should be and you just naturally being responsible and people want to be around that like children want to be around that and they makes, pick it all up everyone feels safe that's yes. the biggest thing when you're meeting your needs people feel safe because you're not bleeding your wounds on them of like you yeah. do this for me or you do that you know yeah. like they're yeah. not walking on a tightrope to to bring you what you need and yeah. yeah. So yeah. when a mother, like when you are a mother though, so those needs might be something as simple as making sure you've had a shower, making mm. sure you're drinking your water, making sure that you've asked your husband to hold the baby. Yeah. Or you you've know. taken a run or you've whatever, gone to a yoga class or seen a friend yeah. for coffee. Yeah. And that's where a lot of people I think, you know, would challenge it. And, and I've heard this before, which was just so brilliantly put. I can't remember where it was, but somebody had said, oh, you know, but da da da's mum like abandoned them for her partner, and she thought she was doing the best thing for herself. And and there is such a big difference, right, between like just being a massive asshole, yeah, you know, as a person, as like being a shit human being yeah. as such, like as opposed to making these small changes. And I think that's where we get like there's such a um just like a loss in terms of like you can do small things, yes. you know, and and just things daily for yourself. And we're not trying to say like then that makes you less as a mum because you've stepped out and abandoned your child. It's very different, right? Definitely. And it's that part where it's like people say, oh, you know, they might project and say, oh, she's so selfish. Look how much she does. Like to me, she's the opposite. She's so responsible for her own emotional needs and meeting them first mm. before she demands out of everyone else. To me, that is like the foundation of an excelling human being. Yeah, and healthy family. Healthy family. And also like I love like my kids might be like, I don't want you to go to yoga or you know, and I, if I know within reason that I've only done it twice that week, I'm like, I know that I've checked in and like, I'm not being selfish. And I was like, I teach them guys, this makes mum feel really relaxed. And when I come home, how happy am I? And then we get to do this. So, you know, like I set it up successfully before I go, but I'm constantly teaching them, like, you have to look after yourself guys. Like you meet your own needs and you, it's important that you look after yourself and then we all feel better from there. So totally. And I love the latter kind of thing. Like I love when my kids, I visualize them looking up at me, modeling 
I love that they modeling that I'm yes. looking after myself. That's how that, and that's, and that's you stepping into the conscious woman, conscious mum, conscious, whatever you want to call it. Right. Cause you're making these decisions yeah, and you're thinking about that model. You're thinking about what, what script is playing out here. How do I want my, this family to look in the end? Yeah. What do I want my kids to take on or what is my responsibility to fulfill for myself? And I'm also constantly asking, how do I keep my stress levels down so I can be really yeah. responsive to my children and right. my family and my husband and not be reactive? And that is prioritizing myself. It's going to yoga. It's going for a run. It's going and doing the things that I know that make my heart sing yes. and that make me connect with Jana as woman, yeah. as that identity of myself outside of wife, outside of businesswoman, outside of mother, outside of daughter, all of those things. I have to connect and that's when I prioritize myself. That's what I'm doing. I'm going off and connecting back into myself. So I'm building and keeping my foundations full. So you're I'm giving and you're myself. You know, whatever is. And yeah. I'm so fucking passionate about this because I have been divorced. I've been burnt out. I've been on the other side of if, if you don't do this. And it's a nightmare. Like yeah, I took totally. myself to hell not knowing before I knew all of this stuff. Yeah. I was sub I was just running a script. I was running a subconscious pattern. I was parenting. I was wifing. I was doing everything that was detrimental to my own emotional well-being. So I found it really hard to take this information in when I first heard it, because it's the model yeah. that I got shown was martyrdom. like martyrdom. Like, no, like that is like it was just straight out selfish. Totally. Yeah, so it took me a really long time. But when I started implementing this, like, priorities and being an adult responsible woman and choosing yes. what I choose, chose for myself and what I wanted to give my children and the woman I just wanted to be, the environment I wanted everyone to feel, this is the way that it works yeah. the best for me. Yeah. I guess the probably on the back end of this, often when we have our babies it can be um, – mum and bub for like that's a really normal shift so when baby comes it's like mum and bub straight away because they're a baby like your yeah their totally. needs come before you that your husband's needs yeah you know yeah and this is just the way it's been taught to me and it makes sense right but what happens often as women we forget to once bub's like maybe four months three yeah. or four months we forget that they're not as um yeah like we can start to have more con- like you know more dependent like, okay, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know we're not feeding sure. every two hours and yes. we're not you know, they're just not as demanding so it's really important that we remember to shift them down again and put our husbands or our partners if we have a partner if we don't then we don't yes. need to but that we put them back in yeah, because and I don't, don't get to slip back in, right? No, like because so often yeah. we get that connection totally. with motherhood, and we're like, "Oh, this is cert- like this, this is, is serving cert- like every need, every right need, now. yeah, like <laughs> every need is met. This is what yes. I've lived for my whole life. Finally, I have someone that loves me mm. unconditionally. Yes, and that feels so and freaking needs safe. Me wants me and at safety, right? safety until right. And I guess this just this just screams at me, right? Because then we start to hit this, you know, period where they want dad or they won't listen or they don't want our cuddles or they don't want. And then it's like women fall apart because they can't parent that. The anger, like you say, where does the anger come from? Or the screaming. Yes, they're triggered by that pushback or Mm -hmm. that independence almost from that child. And not just that, but then somebody's going to cop it. Like, is it going to be the husband or where does that all sort of sit in there? And then I just think that they get to this point, you know, down the track where it starts to become this toxic sort of back and forward, you know, between the child and the mum. Mm-hmm. and why are they making me feel like that? And it just becomes personal, right? So yep. we hit this toddler stage, this tantrum stage, this pushback stage, 
And I see things on posts where women are like, why do they like my husband? But I do everything for them and, you know, blah, blah, whatever else it might be. And it's just like, that is not your your child's cross to carry. Yes. Like, and that's the yeah. thing. It's important to have the priorities in the right way because otherwise your boundaries are loose. So if they're not in the right way, the child's running the show and you totally. don't have the... And they can't step up to that child. Yeah. Like they can't the adult they can't because lead. they're not in adults. Yes. Exactly. And yes. they're too, their hearts are combined in a way that isn't healthy. It's yes, like we can't. Codependent. Yes. That, yeah. And that's where you'll find those real codependent mother-child relationships yes, totally. coming in. And, you know, the divorce rate is so high. Right. It's so high. Um, and that is part of it. We forget to shift our children back thinking that we're once again not loving them maybe in the right way yes. or not. Yeah, we shouldn't do that. Yeah, we shouldn't we should, do yeah. that. But a child, nothing feels safer for a child, for their mother and father to be on the same page. As one. As one. Even if they're divorced, even if they're living yes. in separate homes, it yes. is the most important thing that you can keep that father in there, like in yes. that, even if it's a side note, even if he is to the side, but he's still there uh, as seemingly. And this site once put it perfectly, obviously I read up about everything to do with separation and stuff. Yeah. He said a child's wound, like wounds or, you know, the outcome of divorce is not based upon the parents living separately or that separation. It is based upon the fact that children can love parents as one, yes. so to speak. And if there is the division, right, but they can still be presented as one, mm-hmm. the child doesn't have to choose. Yes. Whereas as soon as there's that conflict, toxicity, that sort of thing, and they're separate, and this is in the home too. So if it's mother versus father, if there's toxicity, resentment, that sort of thing within the home, mm-hmm. a child is forced then to mm-hmm. choose. They will not choose the parents. One parent, mm-hmm. it's too much for their little parts to do yeah. so they'll look externally yeah they'll start to externally reference mm-hmm. safety love security mm-hmm. all of that sort of mm-hmm. thing whereas if in any case the parents can stay as one seemingly mm-hmm. even you mm-hmm. know um it'll mean the child has less of that decision to make they cannot be and to be able to choose to stay there seemingly and as one for a woman that's in divorce you would know you know, and I know within myself, the more I prioritize myself, making sure I'm meeting my own needs, yes. I'm way more able to, um, I don't really know, to like be in tune with my emotions and have yeah. a sense of that adult version of myself yes. because working with ex-husbands, yes. yeah. it's very triggering. <laughs> it's, it's work. It is, it's, and it's, it's work in relationship. It's work out of relationship, yeah. right? It's funny. Brennan and I have never had to communicate better. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you have to step up and be like, right, this is so important to me. There's work I need to do yep. and check with myself. So, again, it comes back to being conscious. Yeah. Like which part of this, you know, is playing out right now? Why am I, you know, angry? Why am I so hurt? You know, where is this coming from, right? And yep. this for me, obviously, you know, even separation and, you know, they say your children will be your best teachers. Mm-hmm. I'm living, <laughs> you know, trying not to live, obviously, the pain that I felt mm-hmm. going, being through four divorces with my parents. Yeah. You know, and knowing how much that hurt or how much, you know, things were brought up at this mm-hmm. point, mm-hmm. trying not to project that and worry for that for Scarlett, you know, and I see this in mums all the time and I think this comes down to that martyrdom again is that women, are, like we're such fixers these mm-hmm. days that we're forgetting to step into conscious and or adult role. Yeah. We're just so scared to upset. We're so scared to, you know, because of something we experience, even if we don't think of it, even if we don't realise we're doing it, you know, it's just... It, it comes out right time and time again. And I love that you've brought that up because it kind of puts us into that 
as women, we have become the real fixers of the yeah. time than holding it together. Totally. But that is also bait, like going into the femininity and masculinity. Like we yeah. are naturally sitting more in our masculine now. So even our hormones, everything about us, we're more like push, push, hustle, fix, mm. do, keep it together, hold it together. We can't we work like, and we parent. Like, and yeah. like don't let life get messy. Don't let us yes. be seen that there's a mess, you know, let, that we're, shit's yes. going down. Yes. Whereas that femininity, that place that we come from, from there, there's so much trust in the feminine that it's like it's okay. Like it's all working out. Like I'm, I'm safe. I know how to hold this. I can do it. Yes, it's messy, but no one's judging us like, yeah. I'm not judging me. We're just all women being human, trying to, you know, right. have the best experience as mother as we can. I know how to go and get, ask for support. I know how to be vulnerable. I know how to let my guard down and show people my mess. And and just, you know, I see the difference in my life when I live from my masculine and then when I live from my feminine and how right. much safer I feel in my body yeah. learning how to live from my feminine, which goes into priorities again because for me to be in that place, I have to have my hormones in check. Mm. I have to be really making sure that I'm pouring back into myself constantly with sleep, with good nutrition, with water, with like sunlight. Yes. All of those things help nurture my feminine, my mother, my natural. I'm like mothering myself yes. so I can go, I don't have to hold my world together outside of myself. If it crashes, I know how to pick that up. I know how to support the people in my life and love them. You know, and it's like you just get more comfortable yes. but we're not, in this world where everything's on social media, everything's controlling, it's all really busy, we, mm. we've got to, like, start allowing women to be in their mess. And, and, like, I love that share that you put out a while ago and how vulnerable it was when mm. you were feeling in your mess. And I love whenever I share about my mess, like, I can't tell you how the women respond to it. Mm. So it's important. I think if I could just end on anything, it would be we need to start embracing our mess so much more and know that that's just such a yeah. huge part of that's our humanness yes uh, if yes. i could just say like if we could just get more fucking human yeah. and if people say well what is it that you do and i'm like i make women under like i allow women to understand their humanness and embrace their humanness and get in touch with their mess and, and then also on the contrary to that once they are understanding that and sitting in that then stepping into that role you know, consciousness and being able to then play out a new script. Yeah, right? and know why they want to play it out. Why is it? So, and often the reason why we want to play it out comes from going back and looking at their childhood wounds, mm. the reason, you know, yes. why it is that it's so important to us, which is why the conscious parenting and um, conscious, you know, identity to yourself, why it's so important to go back and have a look. I, like people say, well, what's the point? I'm like, because you have no idea why you're choosing what you're choosing unless yes. you know why you're choosing it and where it came from because yes. often we're trying to run away from something. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's often why we're making choices, especially when it comes to mothering. Yeah, You know, like you said, you've come from four divorces, so it's really important that you're making sure you're not trying to parent your wounded little girl, yes. that you're actually parenting from adult woman going, no, Chari, you're safe, your little girl's not in danger now. You like, Making those choices yeah. from a really healthy yeah, conscious point, not trying to still like soothe those wounded little girls because it means that you're still not necessarily making the best decision for Scarlett because yes. that's not her experience. Because she right, like, and I'm still feeling her feelings. <laughs> yeah, and like oh my god, it's so dramatic, yeah. you know. And it yeah, it really is. And I think in terms of the masculine and feminine, and guys, if you haven't looked into this stuff, it's just so profound. And 
I find I love sitting in my feminine, Mm -hmm. but I'm very easy to sit in masculine because I feel like whenever something has to get done or, you know, I've had to step up and do a lot by myself, Mm -hmm. you know, I've sat in that that space of masculine, go, go, go. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so just touching on that, I think one thing is, is that it's really hard for the masculine and masculine to be together in a home, right? And so because as women, we really do have a lot more on our plate these days. We really are pushed, you know, and that is also, I think, a really uh, something that should become a more conscious choice to lessen our loads where we can. And I understand, like, if anyone understands, like, we get it, right? Like, mm. there's work and there's finances and I get it. But there is conscious choices around that. And I think sometimes we find a lot of identity and certainty in being busy and in being, you know, doers of all. But at what cost, you know? And I think with that, we then step into the masculine more when we are in those spaces. And it's really hard for our partners to not step back and step out, you know, at that point. And a lot of, you know, people I speak to obviously like, yeah, dad's good, but he's not really involved or he's not really, you know, he doesn't really step up or, you know, that sort of thing. I wonder too, not to blame women at all, but I feel like men step up also more when they feel like they have to take control and they have to be carers and they have to be, you know, that role. So I'm not an expert at this, but you tell me your thoughts around that in terms of men. I feel like they're checking out more and more from that role. I would say there's often a role reversal. So often the woman's in the masculine, the male's more in his feminine or like we call it like little boy state. So he's not necessarily feminine as such, but he's just more in that little Little boy boy, state, not present. And his identity as well, obviously, it's, I can't imagine for a male like having a baby, having a wife and what he goes through in those moments of the shift as well, the shift in the relationship and priority. So, yeah, yeah, priority and all of that stuff. All of a sudden he was like your person and then now he's not. So yes. there's a lot in that. But often what can happen is when a woman discovers that she wants to become more feminine and feel um, that femininity, often when she starts shifting that, it can feel a bit yicky and because the male's still more in that little boy state, he doesn't quite understand what's going on with it. So mm-hmm. it's like when things first, when you start making changes and stuff, it's like we're instantly kind of thinking, oh, like why isn't that happening? Why isn't he responding? Why hasn't he stepped up? Yes. And stuff like that. So it's just like remembering if you are wanting to soften and like, and you were talking about a minute ago saying, like how we choose, like we're just so busy and stuff. What I notice though when I'm in my feminine and when I allow myself to be there, I make choices to not do very much. Like I'm very much aware of my limits, my expectations, the cost if I was to do it that way, what that would look like on my kids. Would we be able to make it in time? Would they feel stressed? Would I feel overwhelmed? Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, Yeah. so I'm like, oh, actually I'm really logical and have a really good reality about time and what, my body can handle like my hormones and all of that so I very much am like on the I do not load myself whereas in my masculine I'm like yes I can do that yeah 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 like I can squeeze that in there and I'm like yeah so yeah yeah, so I'm really looking at that at the moment like because I've been really unwell this year with Ross River so it's really pushed me to fall back Mm -hmm. into my feminine and then have do you feel like then Shane will step like you know so I guess if, if somebody does find, yes, I've overloaded, I'm doing this, I'm finding a lot of identity in, you know, power or business or whatever it is, but it is at a detriment where, you know, we've basically got two whatever, masculines, not even a masculine, now a little boy and masculine yeah. in the house. When we make that shift, that's obviously just trying to get back into our softness and stuff. Yeah. 
to allow essentially for the little boy and or the feminine to step back up into his masculine role and take that lead for us and And hold us and hold space for us and be there and step up. And also in that feminine, we when they do, like when a male steps back into that role and stuff, like he's naturally going to kind of get it wrong and like it's not going to, he's not going to get it right all the time and stuff. But when we're in our feminine, we're very like, forgiving and we're like yeah. we don't have these ridiculous expectations that and he's going to do it perfectly right? like and when we're, we're prioritizing gonna, yeah. ourselves but if we're in the masculine and he's trying to step in we're like you didn't do it right I told you to do it like this yeah, you're just totally. constantly in critical that yeah. critical state so that feminine yeah so it, the whole thing flows I would say Shane and I are in a much nicer feeling in our relationship again like you know for a while like last holidays when we went away I was really in my masculine and he was <laughs> you know it just felt yes. off it was really we we're like in a little caravan we're like what's going on like <laughs> yeah, just relaxing yeah like oh my god I was like what is oh am I happy like you know mm. but it was my adrenals were under stress I was just pushing so hard I was too I just and I had a lot I hadn't realized where I'd got myself yeah so getting unwell this year so I'm just we're back in that place where I get to fall back into his chest again and he's the man and you know he's doing those things again and I I fought it for a while this year I was like I fought the hustle and I fought to put my sword Mm -hmm. down but now that I'm back here again I'm like oh shit this feels so good like it feels so much healthier I feel like I'm just really honouring myself so much more from this place, but I had to go through that uncomfortableness of of learning how to meet my needs differently in this feminine identity of myself again. Um, And it's, yeah, it's a really powerful place to be back in. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And, you know, I think, like you said, when we can step, so think like the things that we've gone over, essentially that identity and fulfilling our own self without a sense of selfishness you yeah know, or guilt or martyrdom yes. and all of those things yeah. of what you think you should because be doing because when we're so triggered by our kids and this is what I'm just noticing so much it just kills me on social media is just post after post of women you know saying like I'm yelling at my kids like you know and, and everyone else is like you're doing a good job and I'm like no like you know yes maybe you are but like let's work out why like yeah, Let's do, do absolutely. the work and be like, why are you so triggered? Yeah. Like, why is this happening? Your child is supposed to push back. They're not supposed to share. They're not supposed to manage their little emotions and keep them inside to make you feel comfortable. So why is that, you know? I would yeah. also really just love to put in there, like, the best thing I did as a mother was learn how to be a mother. Yeah. I had no idea. I thought yeah. I knew. I knew how to love my children, but I didn't know how to put boundaries in place. I didn't know how to discipline my kids. I didn't know how to be like, I didn't know how to discipline without smacking them. I didn't know how to discipline without being in this state of like, I'm okay, you're okay, like of them staying safe. I would just fire up. So I had to go and I learned. I did some amazing courses and I just learned how to be a mom. That's so true. And this is what my parents said to me at the end. They're like, oh, my God, I just feel so much more of a confident mother. Yes. So they didn't come to me and then lose their confidence because they learned. They came from me. They came to me and gained it because they learned. And I just, like, I feel like it's almost selfish to not step out of your ego Mm -hmm. and go and seek help and be like, okay, I had to do a degree for four years to get a certificate in something, you know, but yet you're supposed to know motherhood. If you, you know, no, like no better do better. Do you yes. know what I mean? And I just feel like that's where we should be pushing. It's not to shame. It's not to make people, it is just to be like, there's another way. Yeah. Because going to bed at the end of another shit day where you feel exhausted, if you've yelled at your children, like it eats at your soul. Absolutely. Like, yeah, it, all of that, all of that, what you just said. But I just think that education 
if someone said to me, I'm having all of these issues with my kid, can you work with my child? I'd be like, no, I'll I don't need to you. work with your child. <laughs> I need to work yeah. with you. And, yeah, and Dr. Vanessa Lapointe, she's a leading world psychologist for children. She does not work with children anymore. Yeah. She's like, I don't need a child in a room. That child is your mirror. Like yes. that child is anything that's coming from that child is because of you guys. Yeah. You know, and it's so true. She changes parents, she changed life. Same with you, right? Yep. Same and with you and me and Scarlett. You know, I was so fixer and so just like did my head in over fears and worries for her in particular at this point yeah because you know and yeah just trying to make that shift and be more conscious but don't you think that was like we got to that point because we got an understanding of why you were parenting in that way like we went through the fears we went through all of the stuff and we work yeah like you're like oh this actually has nothing to do with her and she wasn't experiencing all of my fears I was and then worried for her you know, and then in turn, you know, that's going to project onto her in some way, shape or form, even though I felt like it wasn't, it totally is. And this is one thing that I think is so true, like just calling my bullshit and being like, Tara, you might not think that you're putting your, you know, worries and fears onto your child, but no matter what, because they're your vibing intention all of it. was so pure. Yeah. Your intention was pure of full of love. Yes. You know, yes. but it's like, yeah, it's within how balanced is it? Yes, yeah, totally. and that's and that's why the consciousness. That's why I'm so in on like having conversations, big conversations with women constantly, and like let's just have a look. Let's just yeah, get inquisitive and have a look at why you feel like this. Even isn't the working. guilt ship, the the guilt, shame, one shame, shame fear, with know, discipline. Anger. Shame yeah. with discipline. Women do not want to discipline their children because they don't want to make a scene because then they get embarrassed because they think people are judging them because they're not being good parents. I can I went through that myself. I constantly hear it. Oh, but what about if he makes a scene? He makes a scene. Yeah, totally. Why is it? And you know, and then it's another conversation. Why is it that you're so concerned about what everyone else thinks of you? Yeah. More so than doing what you know is the right thing to do for your child. Yeah. It's totally. a whole different conversation. So yeah. That's the beauty of unpacking. I constantly love to unpack and then we pack it all back together beautifully and put a big bloody bow on it. <laughs> That's perfect. So if anyone wants to unpack and unpack, yeah. it's amazing. So, Jana, tell yes. everyone where they can find you um, just in terms of, you know, is it Instagram that they should go to? Where can we find yeah. you? Yep. So the business name is Day Clarity. So we can on Facebook, on Instagram, I think it's underscore Daya. Clarity. Yeah. I need so D A Y A guys, yes. and then Clarity. Yeah, and we'll put all the links and stuff in we here will. to the business. Um, yeah. So I work with women mainly, um, and I work through this kind of what we've spoken about today, and I also do um a beautiful thing called Romy Romy, which is a uh, kind of like the somatic side of understanding the logic, so the physical. Side yeah, the physical, which you've also experienced. I that sure have as well. So <laughs> yeah, the shifts of energy, and you know, there's, it's a really beautiful thing to have an understanding. But we really do need to do the somatic work of figuring out where we're, we're storing we're that in a body as woman as well. So yeah. I love all things human behavior. I love working with women. It changed my life. This work has seriously changed my life, mm. and I'm so and many. I passionate mean, about my it. I've just referred so many clients, right? Oh, Especially so with many. toddlers, and yeah, just like no one hasn't come back and been like, it has literally <laughs> saved my marriage, changed my life. Yeah, you know, just the trajectory is just completely different. Yeah, so. and I'm so grateful for that. Like, I like the people. I think because family is so important. Like, yeah, you know, working with in families with women thinking that you are possibly saving a marriage, saving a divorce, 
getting parents back on track together. Yeah. So and even just saving women. So their children right? feel safe. Saving yeah. them from themselves, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Like bringing them home. That's yes. what it is that I do. I'm like, let's go home. Let's just find out where home is for you because you've just got lost and you've got off track because the world tries to take us down this path yeah. that says we should be here. It's bullshit. Yeah, love it. Our path is so different. So thanks for having me today. My pleasure. Amazing. Thanks, guys, for joining us, and uh, we will see you soon. Bye. Bye.